G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. We're going to take some time today to talk through some of the opportunities for building bridges for peace between Christians and Jews. Now, you might know that there are some major developments happening diplomatically between the Israelis and evangelical Christians, not only here in Australia, but around the world. Australians are right there in the mix with a history of support for the nation of Israel, dating back to, you might even recall, the charge of the light horse in World War I that triggered a series of events that led to the reformation of the nation of Israel. So yes, we have something of a part in the history of the reformation of that nation. But for centuries, Christians have been looked upon with suspicion and not as being trustworthy. But in recent history, since the formation of the nation of Israel, there appears to be a thawing of relations and Christians are increasingly being seen as friends of the Jewish people. Cheryl Hauer is the Vice President of Bridges for Peace International and is Deputy to the International President and CEO overseeing the work of six Bridges for Peace National Office offices. And uh, it's our privilege to have Cheryl sitting in the studio with us on her visit to Australia. Cheryl, a special welcome to 2020. Thank you so much, Neil. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, I hope my introduction was accurate. And uh, when I talk about a thawing of relations, and of course, that's a very big generalization, isn't it, between Christians and Jews. But from my point of view and the people that I talk to, it appears to be that there are some wonderful relationships that are growing between Christians and Jews. How do you feel about those developments? Well, you're absolutely right. There are remarkable things happening between Christians and Jews on virtually every level. Um, the people on the street in Israel, in the religious community, um, but particularly between uh, government organizations and um, major churches around the world, just a lot of really, really positive and very important and very prophetic things are happening. Uh, if you can reflect on any of the suspicions that have been there for centuries, uh, because things haven't always been such good uh, in such a good position when it comes to relationship between Christians and Jews. Christians have often been seen with suspicion and being very untrustworthy. And no doubt there are some dark times through history that Jewish people will say, but look back and see what happened then. Those were Christian sentiments that guided those sorts of political decisions and things that worked against the Israeli people. What do you feel about the suspicions that uh, that maybe still are very deeply ingrained in Jewish people? Absolutely. There are suspicions, I think, um, in some communities that could be even... It could be deemed downright fear and mistrust. And it's unfortunate that our own history has uh, very much played into and sort of created that atmosphere. Um, it's difficult for Christians when we look at history and we think of things like the Holocaust, for instance, or the Crusades or the Inquisition. 
for us to think of those as quote unquote Christian events is unconscionable. There is no way that those could be Christian events. However, in the Jewish mind, it's very difficult to separate those two, Christianity from those events. Um, historically, they happened in Christian nations. Historically, they were often sanctioned by the church. Um, and I have many friends that are Holocaust survivors <clears throat> that talk about um, times during the Holocaust when um, the ovens were slowed down because it was Christmas or Easter and the guards needed to go to church or the Iron Cross being the highest honor that uh, a Nazi soldier could receive. And so in the Jewish mind, there is this connection between a lot of very awful historical occurrences, persecution, um, even even slaughter, uh, very, very strongly linked to Christianity. And uh, so organizations like Bridges for Peace have been working very hard for a very long time to, we certainly can't erase the pain of the past, but we want the Jewish people to understand that there is, um, there's a new kind of Christian in town, a Christian that is, wants to honestly build sincere and respectful relationships, a Christian who wants um, doors of communication to be able to be opened, a, a Christian that wants to stand in support of the Jewish people rather than the the enemy that Christians have been viewed as for so many centuries. Uh, well, I want to invite listeners to join in our conversation today because you might have your own thoughts on just how important the relationship is between Christians and Jews. So our talkback line is open on one eight hundred three sixteen three sixteen. You can contribute to on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash vision radio. Cheryl Hauer is our guest. Cheryl is in Australia and there are some significant things like the 70th anniversary of the reformation of the nation of Israel. So they've had some major celebrations that have been going on. You're here in Australia and on your visit here, you're going to be meeting with the Jewish hierarchy in various places and and continuing to forge this friendship. Yes, absolutely. And tomorrow night, um, there is a major event with the, the Israeli ambassador and other Jewish leaders and Christians coming together to really celebrate the 70th birthday of the nation of Israel. Last year, we did a lot of, of celebrating of 50 years, 100 years, you know, many anniversaries relating to Israel leading into this year, which is the 70th anniversary. So these have been a couple of really important years in Jewish history. And when you're meeting the ambassador to Australia, and no doubt you'll meet lots of Australian Jews, uh, they'll have their own perceptions too about the setting that they are in on our soil here in Australia. How do you, coming from outside, uh, think that, you know, Jewish Australians think about Australian Christianity and the sorts of moves that are happening here to increase this sort of friendship? Well, I've been privileged to visit Australia quite a number of times over the past few years. And on all of those visits, I've been able to interact with the Jewish community. And I think that there's a very strong relationship 
um, between the Jewish community and the evangelical Christian community here in Australia. Of course, there's always more work to do in all of our nations, but um, I believe that there is very much a desire on, a, on the part of the Jewish community here to, to build those relationships and growing numbers of Australian Christians as well, wanting to extend a hand of friendship to the Jewish community. Let's talk about some of the ways that in your role with Bridges for Peace, that you're actually working to forge friendships. And I'm sure it's not all about sitting around a coffee table and and uh, sipping tea and coffee together, because when you actually are forging relationships like this, you're looking for something that's going to have a lasting value, a lasting support for some of the challenges and struggles that Jewish people are facing on the soil in Jerusalem and in Israel. What sort of things are you working with, Cheryl, to actually forge those good friendship relationships? Well, our founder arrived in Israel over 50 years ago and began the work of Bridges for Peace. And over the years, we have added quite a number of outreach projects to express Christian love to the Jewish people. And certainly those can be seen on our website, um, bridgesforpeace.com. But there are some very important initiatives that are happening right now. And one of those has to do with the, um, the arson terror that we are seeing, um, in the area surrounding the Gaza Strip. Um, more and I think over 600, um, fire kites have been launched. Um, kites with attached, um, uh, Molotov cocktails even, or just um, bundles of fabric that has been soaked in petrol and set on fire and launched into Israel to set crops and, um, even uh, nature reserves on fire, causing tremendous amount of damage, crop loss. And uh, let's just pause on that for a moment because you've got this situation here where kite flying uh, might be the sort of activity that a father might do with a son or a daughter. Uh, let's not discriminate uh, whether that's a, it's a, it's a, a father child activity. And there is a sense here in which when you've got a high wall that divides Israel and the Palestinians, uh, there's somebody's come up with this creative way of uh, doing a childhood activity uh, where they attach this Molotov cocktail to the kite, fly the kite up over the wall. Uh, it drops down the Molotov cocktail and sets lights to crops and property. Uh, it's a very, very significant and destructive initiative that's very hard, no doubt, to combat. Uh, how do you deal with that and uh, how do you actually support Israelis in their defence for their crops and for their property? Well, first of all, let me clarify something in that there really is not a high wall of some sort separating um, most of of Israel and Gaza, uh, just in a, in a few very, very short um, locations, but the the bulk is is separated only by what they call a separation fence. It's just a, a wire fence that separates the two. 
um, a high-tech fence, but a fence nonetheless. However, um, the idea of launching the kites, and even now they're using helium balloons because the helium lasts longer so that it will penetrate further into Israel before the, the fire is dropped, um, is a very, very serious problem. I know there are thousands of, of acres of land that are being burned. And again, crop loss, um, even the loss of animal life, it's a very, very serious situation. And so one of the initiatives that Bridges for Peace has started right now is helping to provide a very specific kind of firefighting equipment for the firefighters who are trying to keep this under control. And they are a, a small, portable um like a small wagon, actually, with uh, water tanks and spray equipment and that kind of thing that can be moved very, very quickly from one location to the other and go into locations where perhaps a larger fire truck would not be able to do. So Bridges for Peace has, we have so far purchased two of those um, for the Israeli firefighters, and we would love to purchase more. Well, I can tell you that Aussies in our environment here, a very bushfire-prone nation, uh, we love it when we get international support when we're facing bushfire crises. And so I can imagine that when you're helping Israelis to fight uh, this terror arson, uh, that there is a real opportunity there for forging friendships. And uh, no doubt there'll be listeners who'll be inspired by that idea and no doubt might even want to uh, partner with you in the way that you might do that. These are the sorts of practical issues, aren't they? That's, yes. uh, that when you get a little bit of support coming in here, this is a friendship builder. Absolutely, absolutely. And that's what all of the projects that we have are actually designed to do. Of course, they, each one has an, an immediate advantage, helping to care for the poor, helping to care for Holocaust survivors, um, feeding the hungry, caring for children that are at risk. But in the long term, each one of those projects is really designed to be a relationship builder. On the one hand, letting the Jewish people know that there are increasing numbers of Christians worldwide who really do want to stand in support of them. And on the other hand, allowing Christians who are becoming increasingly interested in what's happening in Israel an opportunity to express their love. Many of, many of them will actually never get to Israel, although we like to see all of them come to Israel. But, um, we want to provide a way for them to actually feel involved and feel connected and be able to again express that love that God has put in their hearts for the nation and people of Israel. Visions 2020 with Neil Johnson, a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Some great insights this morning into what it is to forge friendship relations between Christians and Jews. And as you might reflect over the centuries, over the millennia, things have not always been so strong become between Christians and Jews. Well, a wonderful opportunity today getting some insights from Cheryl Hauer, who's the Vice President of Bridges for Peace International, one of those wonderful organizations that works to increase and forge good relations, friendship relations between Jews and Christians. Uh, Cheryl, let me ask you something really uh, foundational, fundamental to the way that we as Christians think about the work that you do, biblical foundations for supporting Israel. I mean, we, we could choose 190 nations on the face of the earth. 
But there is something special, isn't there, about Christians supporting Jewish people in Israel? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And our entire foundation for the work that we do is a biblical foundation. And we find that the the Christians that get involved with Bridges for Peace, the vast majority of Christians that get involved with Israel at all, do so because of that biblical foundation, recognizing that in the what we call the Old Testament, um, God repeatedly expresses his love for the nation and people of Israel, the fact that his covenant with them is an eternal covenant, and that they will play a role throughout history as being a, a reflection of his heart. He says very, very clearly in Ezekiel chapter 36 that his reason for calling the Jewish people is that through his faithful covenant-keeping relationship with them, he will reveal his character and his nature to the nations. And even moving into the New Testament, <clears throat> we find uh, references to that as well. I think in Matthew 25 is is one of the best examples where Jesus himself talks about his brethren and caring for his brethren, feeding his brethren, clothing his brethren. And certainly that is a foundation for us to feed and clothe the hungry wherever they might be. But I believe that in those scriptures, he was specifically talking about his brethren, the Jewish people, um, the very ancestors that we are seeing populating the nation of Israel today. And so we have a very strong mandate all throughout the scripture, both Old and New Testament, to be um, supportive, to do whatever we can to help, uh, to come alongside the Jewish people. We're taking calls on 1-800-316-316. Let's take some calls. Let's first of all hear from Samoa in Sydney. Hello, Samoa. Welcome along. Samoa, have we got you? We got you? Yes. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. What are your thoughts for our conversation today? Yeah, I'm a a Christian and, uh, you know, the scripture is clear that... um, God said, Abraham, those who bless you, I'll bless them. But those who curse you, they curse you, I'll bless them. So um, I come to turn that I, I love Jews. I love it, you know. But one thing I want to ask you, with these uh, Palestine people, they, they call themselves Arab Palestine. They're not supposed to be in the land. Uh, if I was a prime minister of Jews, I'd clean them all and tell them to go back to Arab. Well, Samoa, let's get a thought or two here, uh, because, you know, I guess what you're saying there is quite controversial. But uh, your thoughts, Cheryl, for Samoa? Well, first of all, Samoa, um, I am very happy to hear that you have obviously a very strong love for the Jewish people in your heart. And that kind of love um, is something that God placed there. We're see, we see it more and more and more in Christians around the world. Just suddenly they have an interest. Suddenly they have this feeling this passion that they want to understand more, they want to help, they want to come alongside. That's something that God planted in your heart, and it's a beautiful thing, and thank you for it. Of course, the situation with the Palestinians is a very, very, very complicated issue, and there are no simple solutions. I think, of course, more and more um, uh, religious Jews, Bible-believing Jews, as well as Bible-believing Christians are coming to the conclusion that the real peace will happen when Messiah comes. And 
for us, of course, it's the second coming. Um, for many in the Jewish community, it's the first coming. But the belief that there is a real peace on the horizon, and that real peace will come with the Messiah. In the interim, we have to do the best that we can do. So, Moa, thank you so much for your call. 1-800-316-316. If you'd like to join in our talkback conversation today, let's hear from Erica on the Gold Coast in Queensland. Hello, Erica. Welcome along. Um, thank you for your call, um, taking my call. And look, I do love the Jewish people. I used to go to shul when in my anti-Christian time. Um, Here's my question. It sounds, I'm being courageous asking it, but why would you support Holocaust survivors when they really get many thousands of euros still from reparations from the, from Germany? I mean, yeah, I have actually spoken to a particular Holocaust survivor in Hungary who had great problems about what had happened to his family. And I shared with him about my step-grandmother being taken away. And um, it was great to be able to speak to him, not in Hungarian, but and not in German, but in English. And he did listen to me about Jesus, and I've prayed for him since. But, um, so my courageous question is, why support them when they do get heaps of money, unless you support them, say, more from a spiritual Angle? Erica, I think you're touching on something important here because financial support is only one dimension of support. But uh, your response for Erica, Cheryl? Well, thank you for calling, Erica. First of all, there are reparations um, from Germany. Now, we have to keep in mind that there are thousands, actually, of, of Holocaust survivors spread across the continent of Europe, in the United States, in Canada, um, as well as the Holocaust survivors that are remaining in Israel. And the support that we give is primarily to uh, Holocaust survivors living in Israel who live in, um, they live in poverty. Not all of them, certainly, but some of them live in poverty. And we reach out to them with a number of things. We provide food for them. Um, we sometimes have the opportunity to do things like install handrails in their apartment buildings so they can actually go up and down stairs, those kinds of things. But in addition, our volunteers are people who have a, a, a passionate love for the nation of Israel, a passionate love for the Jewish people, and tremendous compassion for Holocaust survivors. So not only do we bring food. Not only do we, you know, install a handrail so an, as a Holocaust survivor can go outside for the first time in three years, but we bring a message of hope. We bring love. We share. We, we sit and have tea and, and we listen to their stories. And many of them will say they are very, very appreciative of the food or the other things that we offer, but it's the relationship that is the most important to them. And that's what we want Christians to understand. It's the relationship that we are building with the Jewish people that is the most important thing. Erica from the Gold Coast, thank you so much for your call. I hope that was a answer that you were seeking. 
And if you'd like to join in our conversation, our talkback line is open on 1-800-316-316. Something I picked up coming through both of those calls that we've taken so far is this idea of the love for Israel. And you mentioned, Cheryl, that something comes over an individual, mm-hmm. perhaps when they've been exposed to an understanding from the Scriptures about how we as followers of Christ are to treat the brethren of Jesus. But this love isn't always necessarily a warm, fuzzy feeling because uh, we know that love is more than just a warm, fuzzy feeling. When you are exposed to the Scriptures and you start to appreciate that Christians have a responsibility, how do you see that love? uh, in? And we're talking, I guess, in, in a practical form here, but it's not always just warm and fuzzies, is it? No, it's definitely not. If I can tell you a very brief personal story... Um, when I first got involved in all of this, I, I was, I was having a prayer time and I began to cry and I said to the Lord, I so love your people. And I so clearly, uh, felt from the Lord, heard from the Lord. No, Cheryl, you don't really love my people. You have a crush on my people. But if you will just allow me, I will teach you what it means to love my people. And that's when I realized that the love goes beyond a warm, fuzzy, an emotionalism, even prayer, although prayer is extremely important. But it is the like any other relationship. It's building the relationship. It's working to get to know one another, to, to understand one another, and to allow those doors of communication to open. And that's where... The, the kind of humanitarian projects that Bridges for Peace is involved in are so very important because each one is a tangible expression of that Christian love and that Christian desire to be in relationship. So when you've got these warm, fuzzy feelings, you don't want that to be, as you say, a crush. And I imagine the test comes when someone from Israel, a Jewish person, Perhaps they're on our shores in Australia, or perhaps it's something you hear in the media, and uh, and that sounds a little bit confronting. It might even sound offensive. The real test for your love comes to how you deal with those issues of conflict and the fact that you continue to express a practical love, according to the Scriptures, for Jewish people. Yes, absolutely. And, the th- and it is changing. I can tell you that. A few years ago, maybe a decade ago or less, um, when I was involved in a, in a conversation with a Jewish person in Israel, and that Jewish person found out that I was a Christian, which I'm always, of course, very open about, often the conversation became uncomfortable, a, a, a wall. You could sense the wall go up, um, and sometimes the conversation came to an end. Today, that's not the case at all when a Jewish person finds out that I'm a Christian, especially a a Christian that reads the Bible. um, They often want to shake my hand, sometimes with tears in their eyes. They will say, "I, I don't have words to thank you because we're coming to realize that you Christians that read the Bible around the world, you are the best friends that Israel has. Cheryl, let's take some more calls. I know listeners will have questions and comments to make about our conversation so far. Let's start with Jan from Currabee in Queensland. Hello, Jan. Welcome along. Hi. 
Hi there. I just uh, wanted to reaffirm what Cheryl was saying about um, a thawing of relations between Jews and Christians and, and they're not quite as suspicious uh, and that they are lessening and, and how wonderful that is. And a, a group of uh, church friends and myself who love Israel went to Israel last year for the Beersheba celebrations and we saw two examples of this um, uh, suspicions lessening. One, when we were invited to a Jewish family's home to share Shabbat. And um, secondly, um, we met a Jewish man in Samaria who invited us to his home where he and some local people are trying to combat the BDS, the uh, Boycott, Divestment and Sanctions, by starting up these businesses. And... Um, and both of those occasions, uh, spending time with these Jewish people in their own homes, we felt a real warmth, their warmth to us and our warmth to them. And, um, yeah, you could feel a thawing out and it was just such a pleasurable experience. And, um, yeah, I just wanted to affirm what Cheryl was saying, that we experienced firsthand this... Um, those are this great thoughts, Jan. Let's get a response from Cheryl. Thank you, Jan. Uh, we're finding more and more Christians visiting Israel and having these same kinds of experiences. As a matter of fact, there are a number of Australians that have had that experience going on tour with Bridges for Peace. And a part of the Australian tour is always spending a, a few days in the community of Beit Shemesh, actually staying overnight in the homes of Jewish people and working in schools and, and doing other humanitarian types of, types of things in the community. Those are those relationships. Every single Christian that that visits Israel with that kind of heart is is playing a prophetic part of what God is doing in the in in Israel today helping to thaw those relationships helping the wall of separation to come down Jan from Caribbee in Queensland thank you so much for your call 1-800-316-316 if you'd like to join in our conversation let's take another call John is in Somerset in Tasmania hello John welcome along Hello, uh, Neil and Cheryl. Uh, just three points, and I'll try and make them very quickly. Uh, one, those who are Bible-believing Christians, and uh, Christians of uh, more liberal persuasion, if we may speak of them in that manner, miss out greatly in not uh, getting to grips with the background and the roots of Christianity in Judaism because uh, there are so many things, even if you pick up, a, for example, an Orthodox Jewish prayer book, there are so many things in it uh, that remind you of things you read in the New Testament. Uh, and I'm quite sure the other thing that's of note is the fact that uh, there has been a bad past between Christen, Christendom and uh, the Jewish communities of Europe and further afield, and we have to be honest about that, and it's a cause for repentance uh, uh, in the case of the Christian community. And the third point is the fact that uh, 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 true Christians and uh, serious Jews are being pushed into the same corner by a new world force, fundamentalist Islam, which takes seriously certain of the more controversial parts of the Muslim uh, 
religious texts. John, you have brought some very significant points to the fore, and uh, having brought three points, uh, there's a lot to unpack there. Uh, let's start with a, a few quick responses to get through uh, those few points. But the first one that was John was making was about the context that we have. As Christians, appreciating this uh, Hebrew history uh, to our own faith. Uh, your thoughts for John? Absolutely. That is one of the blessings, actually, of being alive today, is that we as a generation are able to read and understand our scriptures in a way that generations have not been able to do since the early church. Because of scholarship since the uh, reestablishment in the state of Israel and thawing relations between our two communities, there's more and more of a contextual understanding of the Bible and the connections between uh, Jews and Christians that are very interesting and very faith-building, very, very encouraging. And it's something that God is blessing us with today. The second point that John was making there was that given that we recognize there are some harsh times of the past, uh, it gives us an opportunity for honesty about those things. And I imagine that in the building of friendship, an honesty about those dreadful, bad, dark parts of the history, it's very important to be able to acknowledge that. Yes, absolutely. Um, we need to own it, even though uh, we weren't part of it, even though we like to think had we had been alive during those times, we wouldn't have been part of it. Um, but it is important for us to own it. And there are many organizations that are actually existing for the sole purpose of bringing a Christian repentance, a message of repentance to the Jewish people. And it has had a profound effect. And the third point John was making, which was very important too, this idea that Christians and Jews are being mentioned in the same sentence and forced into a corner by a rising Islam, and there might be all sorts of other forces that also uh, jointly unite Christians and Jews. And when we talk about our own Judeo-Christian heritage here in Australia, but pushed into the same corner, uh, in some respects fighting the same battles. Absolutely. We have a Jewish friend who says the day will come in the pretty near future, he believes, that Jewish people and Christians who are all Bible believers, will stand shoulder to shoulder and turn to face the enemies of God together. Okay, well, John from Somerset in Tasmania, thank you for offering those points. Usually we like to deal with one, and uh, usually uh, we will today. You made some very important points and appreciate your uh, input, John. Our talkback line is open on 1-800-316-316. You might like to join in our conversation. One of the important things you're doing while you're in Australia, Cheryl, is that you are meeting with Jewish people. And just of the last week, you had an opportunity where an invitation came to you to participate in a prayer breakfast. How significant was it that you were invited to be a part of that? It was astonishing, actually. It was the uh, the second annual Jerusalem prayer breakfast. One of the most interesting things about it was it was uh, um, hosted by uh, something called the Knesset Christian Allies Caucus, which is a caucus within the Israeli government that um, was developed, I think, about 12 years ago, actually, to help to foster relationships between Jews and Christians within the nation of Israel. And it has done a, a lot of, of amazing things, including developing caucuses in other governments around the world to stand for Israel. I believe there are 
39 of them at present, and uh, one of them actually here in Australia. And um, that has had a profound effect globally. But this invitation to attend this prayer breakfast came from the Knesset of the nation of Israel. And so we were about 600 Jews and Christians together sitting in the Knesset uh, and Jewish speakers and Christian speakers standing up and praising God and thanking God and celebrating what God is doing and celebrating the coming together of Jews and Christians. It was absolutely, it was a, a very historic, I think a very prophetic moment. Cheryl, perhaps, and I don't know how long you've had this connection with Bridges for Peace and building these friendships, but undoubtedly you've been doing what you do long enough to remember when things like this just didn't happen. And uh, to see this sort of thawing, this sort of uh, new level of hospitality that is even being encouraged at government levels, as I understand it, there's a number of government departments Mm -hmm. that are actively involving evangelical Christians uh, in the sorts of things that are important for the nation of Israel. So you've seen change over the years that you've been involved with Bridges for Peace. Well, I've been involved in Jewish-Christian relations for over 30 years, and I can tell you that I honestly never thought that I would live to see the day uh, when the kinds of things that are happening now would happen. Um, And it's sort of like a snowball. I don't know. Do you do snowballs? Uh, well, we do have <laughs> snow in uh, New South, southern New South Wales uh, and uh, in Victoria. So, yes, uh, we are a skiing nation at certain times of the year. Okay. So there is the concept of the snowball rolling down a hill. You know, the as it goes, it gets bigger and bigger. And the closer it gets to the bottom, the faster it goes. And that's kind of what I'm sensing here. As, as God is moving, he's bringing the Jewish people back. He's doing amazing things. And suddenly things are happening happening very, very, very quickly. Okay, I've got a a Facebook comment from Darren who says, a love for Israel and its people is a sign of a true Christian. Anti-Semitism is a sign of the Antichrist. If one is truly a son of God who loves Israel, then you will also have a love for Israel. Uh, An interesting concept and comment to make, but uh, what are your thoughts for Darren? Well, Darren, first of all, I agree. Anti-Semitism is, um, I believe, a demonically inspired attempt to destroy the Jewish people in order to discredit God. That's my own definition of anti-Semitism. So definitely it is evil. Um, I also believe, however, that what we're seeing uh, in this change in the relationship between Jews and Christians is a, it is a move of the Holy Spirit globally. And God is revealing one by one by one to Christians what his heart for Israel really is. And it's important for those of us that have that revelation to respond to our Christian brothers and sisters that haven't had it yet with love and with patience, with a sincere desire to help them understand, but to remember that there was a day when we didn't know this either. We know it because God revealed it to us. Okay, thank you so much uh, for the Facebook comments. Let's take one more call. Chris is in Victoria. Hello, Chris. Welcome along. Uh, good day, Neil and Cheryl. Yeah, I just want to make a point. That, um, the reason why probably there are better relationships between Christians and Jews right at this time is that um, Christians are making it clear and the Jews are starting to believe it 
that uh, Christianity is not a Western religion. It is, it is a Jewish religion, a Jewish Messiah, Jewish prophets, Jewish you know, people wrote the Bible. So I think we're, they're slowly being revealed to by the Holy Spirit that uh, all that Ju- Judaism is the law, that Jesus fulfilled the law when he died on the cross. So Christianity is merely a fulfillment of Judaism, and, you know. That's the way I see it, yeah. A significant point, Chris. Your thoughts, Cheryl? Well, that I believe is having an effect as Jews are seeing Christians uh, more and more recognize the Jewishness of our faith and the and the Jewish underpinnings of our faith. That is impacting the relationship, certainly. Helping you make sense of life, culture, and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. It's been our privilege to have Cheryl Hauer in the studio. Cheryl is Vice President of Bridges for Peace International. We've been talking about the thawing of relations between Jews and evangelical Christians. Cheryl is in Australia, and one of the things that you like to encourage, Cheryl, uh, is this idea of volunteering. Now, Uh, The volunteering happens in Israel, and you're encouraging people to extend uh, hospitality from Australia to people in Israel and create friendships. Limited number of volunteers, limited number of friendships, big number of volunteers. The opportunities are endless. Uh, What's your encouragement for people uh, when it comes to this volunteerism? Well, a couple of things. First of all, I, I encourage people, if you have ever had the thought in your heart that you would love to go to Israel and just see if you could be involved. Understand, God put that in your heart. And uh, we have many, many opportunities for volunteering. As a matter of fact, all of our work is done through volunteers. We usually have 50, 60 at a time. They come from all over the world. And we have a vast array of different kinds of things that people can do, from packing and delivering food to people involved in our publications and our media, lots of different ways that people can come and use their skills and abilities to bless the Jewish people and become a part of this prophetic thing that's happening today. But I will say also, for those of you that might want to get involved and don't think you can leave Australia, you can get involved volunteering right here, contacting our national office here in Australia and becoming a representative for Bridges for Peace. Become our hands and feet here in your own country. And of course, the issue of prayer is very important because with all of the things that are developing, Undoubtedly, we'd be able to say these are answered prayers from those who've gone before. But that continued prayer is a a necessity for the future. Absolutely. Israel needs the prayers of Christians. And certainly the Christian organizations in Israel depend on the prayers of Christians from around the world. I cannot stress too strongly how important it is to make sure that that is a part of every Christian's prayer time with the Lord every day. We mentioned earlier in our conversation one of the initiatives that you're involved in and one of those friendship-building initiatives. Uh, Clearly it costs money, but the idea of terror arson that's happening in Israel right now, people flying kites and weather balloons uh, with Molotov cocktails, dropping those on uh, farming uh, areas and crops and causing all sorts of damage. You've got this specific uh, uh, specialised firefighting equipment. No doubt people would like to uh, connect and perhaps even support there. Uh, People can make a gift, a donation too, when they go to the website. 
Yes, absolutely. And I again, I can't stress how important it is. Um, we have reached that level of relationship with the Jewish people that when a, a, a major issue like this comes up, they often will give us a call and say, we have a dire need, and we know that the Christians of Bridges for Peace have helped us in the past. And so that is our plea to Christians around the world right now. Please help us, because this is a significant, significant need. Uh, I'm sure there are a lot, a lot more initiatives we could talk about too. Uh, you have only a limited time now left in Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're here through this week, and you're meeting with uh, the Jewish hierarchy in Brisbane on a special meeting on Thursday night. Undoubtedly, uh, you'll fit in so well, and uh, as listeners will be able to hear, uh, you'll be expressing a wonderful friendship when you get together around the table or around, however you do, uh, a meeting like that with uh, with Jewish people in Brisbane. Uh, You're also speaking at a couple of churches on the weekend and for listeners in southeast Queensland and uh, extending into northern New South Wales, uh, if you wanted to see uh, and hear Cheryl speaking, she is going to be speaking at two churches on the weekend on Sunday morning at the church called Heritage of Faith at Burley Heads on the Gold Coast. And I hope you get a chance to have a little look at uh, the beaches while you're here too, Cheryl. Uh, And then on Sunday night, uh, the Lord of the Breakthrough Church at Redcliffe. Uh, north side of Brisbane. So a couple of opportunities to see Cheryl Howe speak. Uh, there's also a website. It's Bridges for Peace. And uh, for your opportunity to connect with Bridges for Peace, that is the best way. Go to bridgesforpeace.com. And in any of these things that we're talking about, undoubtedly, Cheryl, uh, the opportunity to connect, but there's also... Uh, some resources on the website where people can actually learn more about what you do and uh, be inspired about good things that are happening. Absolutely. We have uh, a number of things on the website. We have a lot of, of archived educational resources about the history and about the connections between Jews and Christians, what they call the Hebraic roots of Christianity. We also have a project or a program where we provide news with uh, prayer focus and uh scriptures every Friday. So we look at the news stories throughout the week and help Christians to really be able to pray intelligently. They find that on the website. We have a lot of really good stuff. Well, been wonderful getting your insights over this past hour. The website is Bridges for Peace. Our special guest has been Cheryl Hower. Cheryl is Vice President of Bridges for Peace International. A visit to Australia because Cheryl oversees some of the work uh, and, uh, and of course, the President and CEO overseeing work in six Bridges for Peace national offices. Uh, Cheryl, thank you so much for taking some time to drop in and to share your thoughts and your heart with listeners today right around Australia here on 2020. Oh, thank you. It was my pleasure. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.